Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversation with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Fuma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Made it to a Thursday. Come on in. Stay a while. Boys are here, ready to go. A lot of topics to talk about. I know who's playing tonight, but I have no idea who's playing tonight. We know it's the Niners and Packers. I'm not quite sure who the Niners are going to put out there at wide receiver. And also, who's running the football for the Green Bay Packers? They're scheduled to play in San Francisco tonight. It's a go for right now. I was surprised this game wasn't moved. You know, Patriots game a couple of weeks ago was moved to a Sunday. But this game might be the clearest illustration of a fact that's becoming clearer by the day. The NFL wants to get through this season as quickly as possible. The Niners' top three wide receivers are on the reserve COVID list. And you also have their tackle, Trent Williams, on that list. Meanwhile, the Packers, without their three top running backs, and this is... This is something that we were concerned about, the NFL was concerned about, players in the same position group exposed to one another. Basically, the Niners might not be able to throw and the Packers might not be able to run. It was sort of like that in the NFC title game last year. San Francisco destroyed Green Bay with its running game and might be able to do that again. The bigger question is, is it wise to play this game in prime time with the whole nation watching? Like It, it feels like it's a bad look. And hopefully the teams can limit the spread of the virus in their facilities, and they'll probably view this as a blip on the season. But tonight's game seems like a challenge and possibly a bad look for the NFL. Ian Rappaport, NFL.com, will join us coming up. 
why haven't you know why hasn't the NFL moved this game? Because it feels like you have two teams at a decided disadvantage facing each other. Maybe it's an equal disadvantage. The Niners have been snake bitten this year. They lead the NFL in player games missed to injury. Now this is even before COVID. Most games missed due to injury. These are the uh, player games missed. San Francisco leading, it's not even close, 124 games missed by their players due to injuries. The Eagles are second at 107. The Jets at 88. Seattle, 87. Dallas, 83. And in case you're wondering, the teams that have uh, had the fewest games missed due to player injury, the Dolphins, are uh, the best team and the healthiest team. The Steelers, then next, and then the Atlanta Falcons. Yes, Paul. So the Falcons can't even blame injury. <laughs> no. and usually if you say, well, we had a tough season. We are beat up all year. We'll get them next year. Falcons can't even pull that one. Yeah. Uh, I got ahead of myself, though. Let me uh, go through all the uh, procedural data that I tell you about every day. We're on the Fox Sports Radio lineup. You can watch the show on Peacock. Download the app for free. You can dial us up, email. You can tweet. McLovin will have a poll question. We've got a stat of the day, play of the day coming up. You have Matthew Stafford on the COVID list, but it's, it's, a different, it's a list that I didn't even know existed. Do you have the official designation of Matthew Stafford's COVID list that he's on? Because it's, he kind of came in contact with somebody who came in contact with somebody who also came in contact with somebody. Yes, Paulie. This is a weird one. Uh, uh person who's been quarantined after been in close contact with an infected person or persons non-related to the team. It's high risk, close contact from a non-team member is Adam Schefter said about Matthew Stafford. That's his, a lot of hyphens, Dan. High risk, close contact, non-team member. That's three <laughs> hyphens, one sentence. We'll talk to Ian Rappaport about what's going on. All oh, the Texans have shut down their facility. Uh, Ian Rappaport just tweeted that uh, one Texans player has tested positive in consultation with the NFL and medical experts. They've made the decision to close down the facility. That's all, all the information that Ian Rappaport has right now. Yes, Paul. Now we all want my Matthew Stafford to play. Y'all want everyone to be healthy and play, but if he does not start on Sunday, do you know who would? Chase Daniel. Oh, the the eclipse is what I call Chase Daniel. The cicada. He's finally going to show America that he can play the position. Every few years. The cicada. Every seven years, he sticks his head out of the dirt and plays some football. Cicada Daniel. Yeah. That's funny, dude. What's that? Lunar Eclipse yeah. Daniel. Yeah. The greatest preseason quarterback in NFL history may get a shot. May get a shot. All right, McLevin, what kind of poll question do you have? By the way, this program brought to you by Breeders' Cup. Friday and Saturday, the world's best thoroughbreds compete in 14 exhilarating races. Breeders' Cup World Championships. Learn more at breederscup.com slash 2020. Catch all the action live on NBC Sports. Okay, start simple. Should the NFL play the game tonight, yes or no? How do you think people would vote? Well, I want to see it, but I don't want to see it kind of in this capacity. You know, you still have Aaron Rodgers out there, and you want to tune in to see Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, but I would like to see him at full strength. I'd really like to know, and it's not going to happen because of the injuries, but I'd like to know, has Green Bay answered any questions from last year's title game when they got blown out? 
And can San Francisco still run the ball right down you know, the Green Bay Packers' throats? Green Bay's not stopping anybody on the run. Uh, I, would, I would move it because of the positive test. The injuries you can't do anything about, but just, just the look of it, it doesn't look good for the NFL. Like, we're going we're gonna to play this game. Okay, play the game. Where in other situations, they've moved games. And I don't know if this gets worse. I think later in the season, it does. Because I do think there'll be maybe a carelessness on part of some of these teams, some of these players. They're not in the playoff chase. And, you know, hey, I want to go out. Now, this has been a long year, bad year. And you're probably going to have some looser restrictions, or at least in their own minds, of what they can and can't do. That's where I think there's the uh, potential for we got to maybe shut down for a week. Maybe have to add a week to get in these games. Yeah, Paulie. I wonder if the NFL is kind of trying, it seems like they're trying the opposite thing where it's so close to game time on a Thursday. Let's keep it and just whoever's there is there. And we don't want to get so backed up we have to move stuff. They're thinking right now the playoffs and Super Bowl seem like they're intact at the time period they're scheduled. And we may have to have a few ugly nights like Thursday night to get to there. But this is a marquee game. Now, even without Garoppolo in there, you still, the 49ers have no wide receivers. And Green Bay doesn't have their running backs. If we wait a couple of days, can can we at least be fair to both of these teams here? And that, that's all I'm saying. That I know that you've got you know, guys missing on both sides, but how about we get as close to full strength as possible? And I think waiting a couple extra days, but I'll ask Ian Rappaport about that coming up. Yes, McLovin. Yeah, but are you going to run into a situation where if you push that back, like it becomes a domino where you keep pushing back and pushing back and run out of time? Well, I don't – I mean, they played Thursday night last week. It's it just this happens, you have an alternative plan, and you've used it before. It's not like you go, and we don't move Thursday games. Fox spent too much money, we don't move those games. You've moved the game, and it seems like that that would be the smarter choice for both teams here. I mean, if I'm Green Bay, do I want to be traveling to San Francisco? No, I don't. Yeah, Paul. Why don't we just have a couple Mac teams on standby every week to play Thursday night in case something goes squirrely? You know, get Bowling Green out there and against mm. Ohio and say, you guys, you got the national spotlight. We're going to have some football. Yeah, I watched a lot of um, action last night. It was fun. It wasn't great football, but it was still football. Uh, you've got football tonight, Utah State, Nevada, Wyoming, and Colorado State. Uh, money wins out in the NBA. The NBA is going to start December 22nd as opposed to January 13th. And you were looking at probably a half a billion dollars was in play. And uh, I think everybody came to their senses and realized we'd love to have more time off. We should have more time off. And we're going to start December 22nd. The NBA is all in on those Christmas Day games. That's so important to them. And really, that's when the season starts. I don't know if they're going to... I always thought that down the road, will they start, like officially start around then? And I don't know if it can stick because there's so much money at stake. And if you're going to reduce the, let's say, 82 to 72 games, just the amount of money, salary cap's going to go down. You know, the players are not going to stand for that. But it looks like December 22nd is uh, when the NBA will officially start. Yes, McLovin. Is that amazing? In less than two months, we'll see LaMelo Ball in an NBA jersey play. We're going to see him play. The draft is that's so close to the season. I don't know if 
many NBA fans are going, God, I can't wait for LaMelo Ball to be in a uniform. You're not curious? I think it's right No, behind... I've seen him. I know what his game is. Really? Really? Yes, I, I've seen this. I've seen this. He's wildly entertaining and talented, and he shoots a little better than his bigger brother. I watch a highlight reel. He shoots a set shot from 45 feet away. It's the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Yep. From like, And it, it's releases by his hip. Yep. Not good. You know when you're little and you shoot, you shoot down at your hip, and most people grow out of that because you, you're stronger to be able to shoot it up top? He has that. He This is how he started, and he still shoots that way. But it's a little Steph Curry-ish, though, too. Because mm, his elbow's straight. Very little Steph Curry. Isn't that like... Very little. You know, you were saying he was a bad shooter yesterday. Doesn't he shoot the second he comes over half court, just like Trey Young? And he's going to yeah. shoot 43s a game. That doesn't mean he should be shooting. <laughs> and if he's going to Minnesota, I can't imagine that Carl uh, Anthony Towns is going to be going, yeah, keep shooting it. I'll rebound for you. I don't think anybody's going, God, I can't wait to see LaMelo Ball play basketball. I mean, I, I'm anxious to see it, interested to see how it works and who wants him. Uh, what the Golden State Warriors do. I'm curious about all those things. I wonder what LeBron does for the first month of the season. I don't know. Now, if you want to talk about minutes restrictions, you want to talk about uh, you know game management here, I could certainly see that. Yeah, Seaton. So you got to be rehabbing a thigh injury in Cabo, I think, <laughs> the first month of the season. Well, he's got a home somewhere uh, in... I don't know, Antigua or somewhere. So he could say that, you know, this is where my doctor is. I need to be here. Uh, let's see. So we got Rappaport coming up. We'll check in with the Niners uh, a little bit later on. Trevor Lawrence is going to be at the Notre Dame game. He's going to be on the sidelines. He's just not going to be playing. I'm not sure what the ACC rules are, but... I guess if he's tested negative or how many times he's tested negative that he can be on the sidelines. But, you know, keep in mind the information I gave you about this is a 10-day isolation, but it's a 14-day process in the ACC. And I think a lot of people thought, oh, he'll be back. I thought he was back until a source said, no, no, this is 14 days. He won't play. 10-day isolation protocols. And he will have cleared that by today. But he also has some cardiovascular tests that he has to uh, complete, and they won't be done in time for Saturday's game. So he is going to be there on the sidelines. What other poll questions, McLevin? Well, a Clemson question. If um, Clemson loses Notre Dame, do, do we give them a pass? Are they still going to reach the Final Four? Do they get uh, like an asterisk on this loss because no Trevor? I don't know how the you know selection committee is going to view this because – it depends on how how well or how poorly uh, DJ Uyunglele plays. If he plays well, like he did against BC, that was on their defense. And but if he plays well, I don't know if they're going to go well if Trevor had been in there. But if he doesn't play well, you know Notre Dame's got a good defense. It's not great, but you're gonna you're really going to test this. This is a freshman on the road against a formidable opponent, a good defense. Uh, We'll probably do that with Clemson. I, I'm going to guess they're going to do that. Go, well, if they had had Trevor. But I, I'd like to see how the game is played. Because if Notre Dame is scoring, it will. Uh, then this isn't on the quarterback. 
And I can't give you a hall pass. Yeah, Paulie. I go back to if Trevor Lawrence can stand on the sidelines with a mask on, why couldn't he go in the game with a mask on? No, they're saying he has to complete all of this. Right, but I'm saying let's say he's standing there on the sidelines. No, it has nothing to do with wearing a mask. Oh, okay. 10-day isolation. That's the protocol. He will clear that today. He has to complete cardiovascular tests. And, uh, you know, they have to check for inflammation of the heart, and they won't be done in time for Saturday, from what I'm told. And that's why he can go to the game. He will have tested negative, and he can be on the sidelines and be a mentor to uh, DJ. What else do you have, McLovin? Okay, uh, I don't know when you want to get into it, but I have the top 10 draft picks for 2021. There's 10 teams who are 2-5 and five or worse, and I'm curious which ones are full tank mode from now on. Okay. Uh, the Jets are 0-8. Now we'll hold off. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Because I want to know, over, under, four quarterbacks taken in the top 10. That's what I want to know. Don't tell me. I'm just, I'm, I'm curious here because we know two are going to be taken up top, Trevor and Justin Fields. Trey Lance, North Dakota State. Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy is not the guy. No. Dang. Um, Florida's Kyle Trask might be moving into the first round. Uh, Wilson from BYU is moving up rapidly. I don't know if there's any other quarterbacks. So there's, there's five right there, right? Yes, McLovin. But isn't it a function of which teams need quarterbacks about how high those guys goes? Yes. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Or could it be, what was that draft where everybody, they took Jake Locker, aid and Christian Ponder? Is that like 2010? So it's not just how good the quarterbacks are. It's also where the te- teams are. That was like, those GMs that day, they struck me as uh, people who go into uh, these stores on Black Friday. And they just start buying things and going crazy. Like, I don't, we don't need a TV. Grab one. We, we don't need a vacuum. Grab one. And you're just buying everything. And you got to that draft, and you're like, hey, all right, we got, we got our draft board. We know who we're going to take. And then all of a sudden, it went crazy. First 12 picks, four quarterbacks. And it felt like everybody was under the impression, we got to get our quarterback. Whether you needed a quarterback, he was the right quarterback for you, you were drafting a quarterback. Yes, Paul. And it's fair to say three of the four didn't work out, right? Jake Locker, nope, mostly because of injury. Blaine Gabbert, nope. Christian Potter, nope, nope. Cam Newton. Cam Newton not going to the Hall of Fame nah, as of he right worked now, out. but he, he worked out. He worked out. Yeah. Yes, he worked out. But that was crazy where these you spend all year long going, let's get our draft board ready. We know who we need. You know? Dalton and Kaepernick, I thought Dalton was the best quarterback in the draft. And he went in the second round. Kaepernick went in the second round as well. But I thought Andy Dalton was going to be the best quarterback. I I knew Cam had a lot of talent. I I didn't know who was drafting him and how he would play or how they would set up their system. And Carolina did a brilliant job in doing that. He took him to a Super Bowl and won an MVP. Yeah, Paul. My guy was Ricky Stanzi out of Iowa in the fifth round. Did not work out. Love Ricky Stanzi. You put him in the fourth quarter, you're winning ballgames. No dice, though. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. 
It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Cowboys haven't covered the spread in any of their games, I'm guessing is what they're saying, because it says they have failed to cover the, the uh, spread by an average of 10 points per game. If Dallas to have spoken to a source with knowledge from someone close to Wood says Tiger is struggling. Damn it, I'm a professional. If Dallas fails to cover on Sunday, the Cowboys will become the first team in modern NFL history to go 0 and 9 versus the spread. I have no idea what that means, and I apologize to Ian Rappaport. Who you sound like me trying to talk sports. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, they covered. No, they didn't cover. Ian Rappaport, NFL Network National Insider. Sorry about that, Ian. Can you see a situation? Yeah, that was rough, man. Not gonna lie. Yeah, all right, all right. Well, you work with Eisen, so you're worse used to hearing that. Um, wow, why did I do that to Eisen? I man. have no business doing that to Eisen. Um, Best in the business. Yes, yes. 
So he's told me. Uh, the Cowboys situation. Can you see a situation where they start to mail this in that they will truly give up on the seat? Could Jerry Jones possibly do that? See, I, I don't know how really any team could do that. And, you know, we've, we've heard this before. We've heard the Dolphins were tanking for two. And, you know, now it's like uh, the Jets tanking for Trevor. And, you know, I, I think about it all the time because every year it comes up in some form or fashion. And, you know, for the Cowboys, I mean, they're looking like they're going to get a high pick now just based on the way they're playing. The problem is individual players don't tank, right? Players are playing for their jobs. They'd like not to get cut. They'd like to score touchdowns and get sacks and do all the things on the football field that are positive. So individual players aren't tanking. Coaches are not tanking because coaches would like to, I mean, I don't think Mike McCarthy would like to be one and done. I think he'd like to win some football games and get this thing right. So I don't see tanking as an actual real thing. Uh, However, the direction they're going probably will do it anyway. I mean, the Cowboys have shown not a lot of optimism that probably at this point seems like they're going to be starting Garrett Gilbert on Sunday, which, you know, it's not tanking, obviously, but he's not the greatest quarterback that gives the America's team the best chance to win on Sunday. So there's a lot of factors that are leading toward that. I just don't think it's on purpose. Well, you see the Jacksonville Jaguars where Gardner Minshew is being benched. Yeah. I know Jackson, this feels like managerial tanking to me. I actually felt like the the move to Jake Luton, who seems like he's in line to start on Sunday, is probably more from the coaches than anything. Just they would like to get some wins. And I think Gardner Minshew's stats are okay. His moxie and other football things are good. He just hadn't played great, throwing a bunch of interceptions, fumbles. I mean, for all the optimism that we had about Gardner Minshew heading into the season, he has sort of stood up to – None of that. I mean, he's he's struggled. The team has struggled. They're playing from behind all the time. I think this is more the coaches trying to get a win. Mm. Apparently, Jake Luton looks great in practice. I guess both the quarterbacks, Glennon and Luton, look better than Minshew in practice. So it's more the coaches being like, we need to get a win somehow to save this thing. Maybe this is the guy to do it. So they're kind of taking a shot with him. Why is this game being played tonight? Right. So I guess that's the big question that everyone has now. You have multiple COVID issues on both teams. You have A.J. Dillon uh, for the Packers testing positive. You have Jamal Williams with a close contact. And now for the 49ers, you have Kendrick Bourne. You have Trent Williams, who's now a close contact. Uh, It is, and Brandon Ayuk, also one of the bright stars of this game, not playing. The reason it's being played is because no one else is at further risk. So you have the COVID issue with the Packers. You have the close contacts go away. No one else has tested positive. For the 49ers, you had one positive. They are able to examine the close contacts based on the Connexon bracelets that the players wear to see exactly who could possibly have been in close contact with them. And so you isolate those guys. They are out. And everyone else is deemed not at risk. So you're missing some big-time players. But you play on because it's 2020 and nothing is perfect. And no one is at further risk. Yeah, but we move the Patriots game. It's not like this would be unprecedented to move it to Sunday. Would moving it to Sunday be a little fair to both of these teams? I'm just not sure why. Uh, I mean, first of all, they both are, you know, for Packers, it's running backs. For 49ers, it's receivers. So it's like they both have, in a weird way, it's it's kind of even. But the rules changed a little bit after 
after the Patriots game was moved, right? The NFL went to a little bit of a stricter protocol. They isolated the high-risk close context. They did a better job of saying, instead of, all right, we're just going to push the game. They were like, all right, which individuals are at risk? Remove those guys, keep testing, and then we can play. Because in the end, the NFL wants everything safe, first of all, and then on schedule. And it's not perfect, but it seems, based on who's missing on both sides, kind of fair. So they will play on. What do you make of Bill Belichick being a little sensitive to the Patriots struggling, and he blamed it on we went all in those last five years, winning Super Bowls, going to a Super Bowl losing, going to the AFC title game. What What is he saying, and who is he saying it to? I, I liked it, and I know that he's getting some criticism. I've read it. Um, I appreciated it because, one, when Bill Belichick talks the business of football, there's nobody better. So I like the fact that he's actually – Instead of like monosyllabic answers after a press conference, I like the fact that he's actually explaining, right? Like we ask these guys questions, you want an answer. It could theoretically come out as defensive. I just, if it's defensive and explaining, I will take the explaining part. Um, I think he's right because last year they did spend right up to the top in cash. I also think they, you know, this is a year where they got, they had no cap space, literally none. All they could afford was a Cam, you know, Cam Newton $1 billion plus contract. And then they got a little cap room due to some settlements, including the Aaron Hernandez settlement. Then they had all the opt-outs, and now they have a ton of cap space, but nobody to spend it on. So they lost the players, couldn't replace them because, you know, who are you gonna who are you gonna spend the money on? There's nobody out there. So it's a actual rebuilding year for the Patriots, which they've never had. And they'll clear all the cap space and next year probably kind of start new and we'll see what happens at quarterback, but potentially the new quarterback as well. Yeah, I, I can't imagine Cam is back unless we see a drastic turnaround here. It feels like totally they've great. already, you know, they have their opinion on Jared Stidham. Now you got to either go in the draft or free agency. What kind of possibilities are out there for the Patriots to find a, another franchise quarterback? Yeah, I mean, if... We'll see what the record ends up being. I'm of the opinion that the Patriots are always going to be fine. So I'd be surprised at this point if they are not like eight and eight, seven and nine, because they're always they're always fine, right? But we'll see. But if, if they have a high draft pick, could definitely take a quarterback. I mean, that's that's something we have not seen for real, for real since Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, and that was a late two. So I think we could see that the options if they don't take one in the draft, there there's not a ton of them, but Sam Darnold would be potentially one, depending on how the Jets would do. Now, that would take the Jets trading their former franchise quarterback to the Patriots. Yeah, I don't know about I that. I guess we've seen crazier things, but, <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know. And then, you know, the rest of the guys you're looking at are franchise guys who may not be in a great place for their team. Matt Ryan probably stays. Kirk Cousins contractually probably stays. Uh, Phillip Rivers is at – toward the back end. I mean, there's just not a lot of great options. The one that I think will get all of us talking is Jimmy Garoppolo. Because, yeah. if, you know, and, if and he's gone in win, win. that's an option. That could be a win-win for both. That Kyle Shanahan gets his quarterback, whoever that is, if, if it's Matt Ryan or Kirk D. Cousins. Um, and then Bill, who loves him, some Jimmy Garoppolo, can get Garoppolo back, and that might be his franchise quarterback. 
I thought about that. And I think that's one thing you'll hear a lot is, is Jimmy Garoppolo going back to the Patriots. The only thing that gives me a little pause about that is he didn't play a lot for the Patriots, right? Like he only played, I think two games. He was in the building for a while. And when Belichick called the 49ers about trading for him, he said, okay, I think a two is about right. So he valued him as a second round pick back then, which to me, he's a quarterback getting traded for a two that if he thought he was a franchise quarterback, no matter what, he would have said, we need a one for this guy. That's my only thing that gives me pause about him reuniting with the Patriots still could make sense. I'm just, I'm just kind of curious about that part of it. Yeah. But I don't know what was going on behind the scenes. If, you know, Brady wanted him out and Bill had to make that decision of, do I bet on the future? Do I bet on the present? And he wanted to keep Tom, keep Tom happy and therefore, hey, if I hold out for a one, I might not get that one. I know I can get the two. I can I can put him in, you know, great hands with Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers. I, I don't know. It, it felt like that that was Belichick doing Garoppolo a favor and doing Tom Brady a favor as well. That's a really good point. I mean, because if he says, all right, I need a one, then he might just not be able to trade him. And, and I think the point of that from Belichick's standpoint was just to to get a good clean deal done rather than like yeah. haggle back. Like just, is it, is it two? Do you want it? Yes or no. They did do Garoppolo a favor by sending him to a great place. Um, all that is true. I think looking back now, you know, whether or not Brady actually really wanted him out, I've never proved, I've heard the suggestion. I've just never proven it. I've never had anyone right on the inside say, yes, Brady wanted him out. Um, I just think for the Patriots, once Brady stopped aging, once he basically was like, I'm going to play till I'm 45 and I'm still going to be good, then their only way to get real value was to trade him then. That's, that's, they hedged their bets by keeping Garoppolo for half a season. They were like, the only way we're going to get value, trade him now, we have to do it. That's my recollection of how it happened. What's the deal at the trade deadline that should have gotten done? Uh, I think Will Fuller probably should have gotten done. You know, he is, he's an electric talent. He's not always been on the field, but when he is, he's awesome. Packers could use a big play receiver to kind of take them over the top. Um, the Texans wanted a two. If the Packers came to the Texans right at the deadline and said, you know, the Dante Fowler deal, we'll do it for a three and a five. That is a tough decision to turn. I mean, that's a tough pick to turn down, right? So I don't, I just don't know that it ever really got to that. And I thought, from where both sides stood, that they should have come together and done a deal. Was J.J. Watt ever in play? No, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, I don't, you know, those are deals made by owners, um, not, well, they don't even have a GM right now, but not, they don't have a, not interim people, you know. Um, it's not a deal done by Jack Easterby, who's kind of filling in and running football, and those are done by owners. I never got the sense the owner would trade him. And I never got the sense J.J. was like, you need to trade me. I think he wants to be there. He would just like the football team to be better. Is Michael Thomas playing Sunday night against the Buccaneers? It's looking that way. Not for sure, for sure, because we did this two weeks ago, and then he pulled a hamstring and in warm-ups and then didn't play for two weeks. But ankle's fine. Hamstring is getting better. Sounds like Emmanuel Sanders is probably back. So we will actually see the Saints team as they should be. Now, they've still won games. They just haven't looked the same. Uh, I think Michael Thomas is probably back Sunday. Yeah, feels like there's more to this story. There, there, there has been a lot there. 
Um, I would say it has not always been not always been kumbaya. Uh, there's been, you know, when you have a fight in practice and punch a teammate, um, there's some feathers that get ruffled along with faces or whatever. Assuming <laughs> unless he was wearing a helmet, which whatever. There's, anyway, um, I, yeah. I mean, I think behind the scenes there definitely has been some conversation and potentially some some things that needed to be settled, but. I never got the sense it was something that was insurmountable. Ian, thanks for joining us. Uh, we know you have a busy week, and uh, we'll be watching this weekend. Thank you very much. All right. Always happy to hang with you. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The Knicks anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of Knicks' biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to Nick's leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all. But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it? <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This caught my attention. Uh, Shams Sharania 
he is a great NBA insider. He says that, quote, I'm told Philadelphia is expected to be interested in and pursue James Harden. Now, there's a report that Harden moving from Houston or Houston would move on from him is currently a non-starter. And then I started to think, well, you're not going to get Harden, Ben Simmons, and Joel Embiid. If you're Houston, and I said you could have Ben Simmons and throw in somebody else for James Harden, would you do that? Philadelphia, I get why they would want to do this. But Doc Rivers just got there. And I thought all along, Doc just wanted to see those two together, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and see what they could do with that roster. Now, they're in cap purgatory because I think Tobias Harris makes almost as much as James Harden does. That's a problem. Tobias Harris, nice player. James Harden is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Now, if you said I could trade Tobias Harris for James Harden, I would do that right now. But you got to dump some salary here. You got Al Horford at a hundred million. God, <laughs> forgot about that. Yes, yes, the Al Horford deal. But if I, if I'm Doc Rivers and I could bring James Harden to the East with Joel Embiid. It's weird, I, I, because when you play with Harden, you watch Harden a lot. And, and I don't know if Joel Embiid is going to be keen on that. Ben Simmons doesn't shoot. It almost feels like Ben Simmons and James Harden, to me, makes more sense. One shoots, one doesn't. One is a slasher. I mean, Ben Simmons can get to the rim. He, he's a good defensive player. I would get rid of Joel Embiid. And I would keep Ben Simmons if if I could get James Harden. Now, I don't know if Houston would entertain that. If I'm Houston, we're not going to win anything. But, you know, we still have a team that people are interested in watching. James Harden is must-see TV. The problem is you can't trade Russell Westbrook Jr. the third. Because that contract and his age, he still can't shoot. Uh, and in today's NBA... No, he's a liability. He wants to shoot where Ben Simmons doesn't want to shoot. The problem is Russ, he's, he thinks he can shoot. And, and if, I have, if I have James Harden and Ben Simmons, I know Ben will be, he'll do other things. And he doesn't have to handle the ball. He can, and he is great. You know, if you get him full court, he goes downhill. He can get to the hoop. Uh and I would just say, look, I want you to concentrate on doing all these other things. Now, I don't think Houston trades James Harden. I wouldn't. But if I can get Joel Embiid and something, I guess I would entertain it. But you can't trade Westbrook. But the fact that Philadelphia is expected to be interested in and pursue James Harden. the We're interested in, but now you're pursuing... That got my attention with uh, Shams with his report. Yeah, Paulie. Al Horford, 34 years old, the forward for the 76ers. Mm. He's averaging uh, about 11 and 7. Yeah. Guess what he's getting paid the next four seasons? 28 million, 28 million, 28 million, 28 million. Guaranteed. Mm. No way out. What is Tobias Harris making? Does he make like $35 million a year? Yeah, McLovin. But I think the Sixers view Embiid as the untouchable. 
I don't think they would do Embiid for Harden. Uh, because, like, he's one of the most talented big men ever. Like, there's something there, you know, skill-wise. There, skill there's wise. something there, but I know what I get with James Harden. I, right. I don't know what I have with Joel Embiid because there are games where you go, God, is he talented? But it just feels like each week I'm seeing a different Joel Embiid. I'm not quite sure. And I don't think he... I don't know if he gets along with Ben Simmons. I don't want to say he doesn't, but it feels like there's a lack of chemistry there. And if I have Embiid in Houston, and but then I don't know how Westbrook would, would uh, react to something like that. Because, you know, they went all in to get Westbrook in Houston. They traded away their future to get Westbrook there. Yeah, Paul. The Sixers, Tobias Harris. Next four seasons, 33 million, 36 million, 39 million. God. 41 million guaranteed. Isn't it amazing that the NBA has this deal or had these deals where you have guys that you would not watch if they were playing in your driveway? <laughs> uh, you wouldn't. You you wouldn't. Is it, it raining out? No. Okay, may yeah, I probably watch. If Tobias Harris was in my driveway, if, if he was shooting hoops in your driveway, full uniform? Yes. Is there anything else on TV? Mac. Mac football. I'm out. I'm okay. out watching yeah. Mac. Good point. You take a peek for a couple of minutes. I would just look Through the out. blinders. I would, I would just take a peek, see his shooting form. That's it. Other than that, I met his dad. You know, had a, had a sat down, had a drink with his dad. Didn't know it was his dad. And we're uh, watching when we're in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, I'm, I'm at the bar, and all of a sudden, he's in there watching his son, you know, on TV. And uh, we struck up conversation. And I really liked him with the Clippers. But I don't really like him for $38, $40 million. Crazy. Tobias Harris, or throw out any of these guys. John Wall, for God's sakes, is going to make $47 million, I think. What, is that next year? If John Wall was in the man cave right now and said, do you want to shoot some hoops? I don't know if I would. <laughs> yes. Just a little pickup? No. Yes. Yeah, now you're not being truthful. That's not true. I would go out just to see a shooting form, and that's it. You'd tell him. I would critique it. You know, your handles are a little spotty. <laughs> yeah. But these salaries are crazy. Yes, McLovin. You're the only one. You always, always talked about Tobias Harris back when he was at Detroit. I liked him when he was. If I could get him for $12 million, I really loved Tobias yeah. Harris. You at, came in in the morning. I was like, you mean Gary Harris? I was like, I didn't even know who you were talking about. He's going to. If you say he is paid $38 million at some point. Well, it's going to be 18% less of that $38 million. Oh, okay. So oh, now it's right. more of a bargain. Yeah. Yes, yes, McLovin. Isn't the face of it always Alan Crabb, though? He's, I know. <laughs> Poor Alan Crabb. He's a new John Conkac. Yeah. Yes, Paulie. Chris Paul is making $38 million this upcoming season. $38 million. I know he's still a good player. Uh, Kyle Lowry's making thirty-five. Blake Griffin's making thirty-five mil. God. Tobias Harris is the 10th highest paid player in the entire NBA. Uh, he makes more than Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard, Clay Thompson. Gordon Hayward's making $33 million. Oh, Christ. It's just... Paul Millsap's making thirty-one million. It, it, I mean, it's it's incredible. And I know you you have this TV deal, and you only have to pay a certain number of players, and that's why you have these exorbitant salaries. Man, Otto Porter Jr.'s making twenty-nine million. What, Hell where, yeah. where have I been? And rightfully so. Can you tell me what team he's on?
<laughs> when in doubt, yeah. yeah. When in doubt, a wizard. That's always the <laughs> yeah, NBA rule. Uh, by the way, Al Crab made eighteen point five last year. I know he's a bargain. Uh, and, at eighteen million dollars a year. I, I don't think he has a team now, though. Just the man. That's what. What is John Wall going to make at the end of the, this uh, salary or this contract? Forty-seven million dollars a year, I think. That's correct. He's two years away from that. Harrison Barnes has made a solid living for himself. If Harrison Barnes was outside shooting hoops, I would not go outside. Fair. I just, I wouldn't. No offense. <laughs> no offense. Yeah. No yeah. offense. Yeah, no offense. You're just saying you wouldn't walk 50 feet to watch a no, pro no. Oh, you thought I said no offense. It was no <laughs> offense. Ah. Big difference there. Yes, McLevin. Harrison Barnes, I would think, is he a maverick now? He, that guy jumps around a lot. Let's play the Harrison Barnes Even game. more anonymous. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Paulie. I'm going to guess Sacramento Kings. I was going to say Sacramento. Is that where he is still? Yeah. Okay. Because I watched my Sacramento Kings. Give you a good start, 18 and 7. I even watched the Sacramento Kings, and I didn't remember Harrison Barnes being on the Sacramento Kings. Yes, Todd? If he asked you to shoot around right outside, now nah, I'm good, you'd say? Maybe some other time? He, who knows when he's going to be back in town to the Connecticut area? If I haven't gotten my nap, then no, I'm not going to go outside and play. But but if you, how many players would you truly sit and watch in a game? If I said you got to watch a game, how many players would you do that in the NBA? Yeah, see. Am I already in the city or do I have to travel to it? No, you're just watching on TV. Oh, you're just watching on TV? Yeah, I'll make it easy on you. When I turn the TV on, is the channel already on that game, yes. or is it on another game and I have to switch channels? No, it's there for you. Right. So you turn the TV on, it's already on, now you have to choose to turn away from it. Yes. Am I allowed to go one time through the channels and then come back? No? no. I can't go through the guide? No. Dang. no. Uh, early season, I would like to watch an entire game of Kyrie Irving and uh, Kevin Durant yep. with the Nets. Okay. That would yep. be my... If I was all the games on for the first day of the NBA season, and that was one of the games, that's a game I would lock on. Okay, but how many players would you actually tune in to watch a game? Yes, McLovin? I mean, nobody in this room watched Kyrie with the – what team was he on last year? He played like 30 games with the Nets. Like, he's not a must-tune. After the – No, but those off. two together. Durant's I'm, the I'm most interested. boring guy there is. He's not must-watch either. He's an 18-foot jumper. He's... I watch Zion, left all Zion all day. Okay, okay, so – Zion is one. We can all agree on that. Luka Doncic. Yep. The return of Steph Curry. James Harden. Now you got to watch the game. The whole game. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> Not James Harden. I know if, if I watch the first two minutes, I've seen the whole game. 27 got... foul shots. Okay. I'd rather watch um, videos of James Harden dancing on the bench than I would actually. Okay. Game. That's, that's a lot of fun. How about Trey Young? Anybody interested? Yes, Tom? I like Trey. Any love for Jamal Murray and Donovan Mitchell after what they did in the bubble, or you're not going to spend the time? Not a whole game. Donovan Mitchell, really good player. I'm not watching a whole game. Yeah, McClellan. You're going to watch LaMelo. I'm telling everyone they're going to watch LaMelo. Because of his dad and all the hype, and ESPN is going to turn him into a star. Okay. They couldn't turn Lonzo into a star. But he's different than Lonzo. He's been famous for a long time. Yeah, but why would you watch the kid because of his dad? <laughs> because he's like, going to be on the it, news all the time. Yeah, but are they going to have a camera on his dad while the kid's playing uh, so you can see them at the same time? Name awareness. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'd be curious to, to start the season with LaMelo. I, I will be. Yeah, Paul. The problem with LaMelo Ball, he's kind of the opposite of Zion. Zion, we saw 31 national TV games at Duke, and he became 
branded, what he could do. Now I want to see this at the next level. Lamella Ball is a guy who's more mystery. He's playing in Lithuania against uh, you know a bunch of guys. No one's seen him play except for YouTube. So it, it's he's different. He's a mystery, but it's not he's not hot like Zion was. Yeah, I mean Zion was already established. He was a brand before he got to the NBA. Yeah, McLovin. Lamelo has five point six million Instagram followers. Well, great. I mean, it's huge. He's an international star already. Okay. It's just like yeah, and he's got the name. One is name. he an international star? Or will he be a national star? I have no idea. But name another. No one's going to tune in for Anthony Edwards. No, they're not. Or James Wiseman. But but I I you know we were talking about established players. I'll turn in. I tune in to see LeBron. LeBron definitely. I I don't turn in to, tune in to see Kawhi. Kawhi's boring. Yes, Todd. Jimmy Butler not a whole game. He has his moments. Well, when he gets, no, goes I would off. tune in. I would I would include his entire team. I I loved watching the Heat this year, and 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 I would. <laughs> that might be played out right now. Like I moved on. <laughs> Tyler Hero and Duncan Robinson, Goran Dragic, Bam Adebayo. I like the whole team, but no, I'm not tuning in to see Jimmy Butler. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. You got the game coming up tonight. I wonder why it's being played, but uh, the 49ers insider for NBC Sports Bay Area will have better answers than I do. Matt Mayoko, who's uh, in his 26th year covering the 49ers. Matt, thanks for joining us. Why are they playing this game tonight? Well, because it's the NFL, and the NFL can do whatever the heck it wants, and they, they want to play football on a Thursday night. Hey, uh, Dan, some late-breaking news here. Uh, my colleague at NBC Sports Bay Area, Jennifer Lee Chan, reports that there were no positive test results from the 49ers, and even the player who tested positive yesterday, Kendrick Bourne, tested negative. So mm. uh, th- those players won't be available to play in tonight's game, had it been a Sunday game, they would be able to play. But that might give you a little indication there, too, is that you know they don't, at least at this point, believe that there's some outbreak going on with the 49ers. Uh, have they been able to practice? They had a uh, practice went, uh, Tuesday night, and then after the building was cleared last night, they had a very brief walkthrough. So it's, it's a Thursday game, and so generally teams don't do a whole lot of practicing. Uh, before a Thursday game, but uh, they did their meetings on Zoom yesterday and then a very brief get-together for a walkthrough last night. We see this with teams that go to the Super Bowl, lose the Super Bowl. There's a Super Bowl hangover, but how do you explain what's happened to the Niners this year? I, I tell you what, you know, speaking from experience, I, I've never had a hangover anything like what the 49ers are experiencing. <laughs> I mean, it, we're talking, and I don't know if you can put it on the, the Super Bowl. I think there might have been a little bit of a mindset, you know, going into this season of, hey, let's just get back to the Super Bowl and win it this time, which isn't really, I don't think, the mindset you want. But when you're talking about, you know, 12 players on injured reserve, and those are significant players. Two more will be going on, Jimmy Garoppolo and George Kittle. You have two players on the PUP list, four players on the COVID-19 list. So when you look at the team that's suiting up tonight 
theoretically suiting up tonight compared to the team that played the Packers in the NFC Championship game, it bears no resemblance. So you can't necessarily expect, you know, a team without Richard Sherman, without Nick Bosa, without uh, DeForest Buckner, who was traded away, without Garoppolo, Kittle, without their top three running backs. I mean, I could go on and on and on. You can't expect a team like that. Uh, compared to what the team looked like last year to just pick right up and steamroll through the NFC. So they're four and four right now, which puts them in the race, but I just don't know who they're going to, you know, they're going to be relying on Nick Mullins and Jamichael Hasty tonight and Ross Dwelly at tight end, a bunch of guys you've never heard of. Uh, so you definitely need a program tonight, e- even if you're a Niners fan. Yes, at some point I will be posting like a list on Twitter of numbers and players because, I mean, myself included, but uh, there will be a lot of fans tuning in who will have no idea who might be touching the ball. And another added element of this, not one player from that NFC Championship game who touched the ball for the 49ers on offense will be suiting up tonight. Other than that. Center, by the way, that includes the center. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> when Garoppolo is good, is he great? Can he be great? I think when he's good, he's good. You know, and that's kind of the issue I think with, with him is. Is that good know, enough, though, Matt? I, you know what? If you're talking about going forward for next season with a cap that's going down, with a salary expected to be, you know, he'll be 25 million next year. You know, I just I don't look at him right now as a player, as a quarterback who enables Kyle Shanahan to just say, oh, this is great. He, he does all the things I need him to do and more so we can put more on his plate. To, to me, it's kind of I mean, just look at the playoffs last year where you know he wasn't asked to throw. And in that NFC championship game, he only dropped back eight times. So. I think there's a an element of the 49ers offense of running the ball, running the ball, running the ball. And that's a lot by uh, necessity because, you know, I, I just don't know that he's the kind of quarterback. You just put it on, on his shoulders. I mean, Dan, frankly, at the end of the 2017 season, when he'd been with the team for just a couple of weeks and he stepped into the lineup and played some really good football and the 49ers had a bad team that year. They had only had one win up to that point. They ended up winning the final five games of the season. That Jimmy Garoppolo is a heck of a lot like the Jimmy Garoppolo that we saw last year and even the healthy games this year. My point being that with Kyle Shanahan, he would expect his quarterback to go like Matt Ryan. You're like good one year and then great the next. And that maturation, that improvement, we never saw from Jimmy Garoppolo. If I said to Kyle Shanahan, you can trade Jimmy Garoppolo straight up for Matt Ryan. I I think that deal's made. Yeah. Yeah. And and I'd even go so far as to say Kirk Cousins. I mean, uh, Kyle likes Kirk Cousins. You know, Kyle had his mindset on Kirk Cousins uh, getting him as a free agent for the 2018 season. And then Bill Belichick basically gift wrapped uh, Garoppolo. And I mean, Jimmy's, Jimmy's a good player. He had a good season last year, but he, he just, he hasn't taken that next step. And, you know, some of it you can, you can place on the injury issue this year, two different high ankle sprains, but, but I just don't know that, that he functions in Kyle Shanahan's offense the way Shanahan wants him to function. I know you're a, a pro football Hall of Fame voter. If Antonio Brown did not come back and play football, 
how would the the Hall of Fame selection committee view Antonio Brown's career? Uh, that's a good question. Um, you know, we we certainly I would look at it based on who he's up against. Uh, you know, you look at there's so many guys out there. Um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't consider him a slam dunk, but I, I don't know that you know we would as a group. I well, I should only speak for myself. I wouldn't look at any of the the off the field stuff and the craziness that's happened over the past couple of years. He's a heck of a player. But you're not supposed heck. to factor that in. No, no, you're not. You could factor it in from the sense that he left a lot of football, you know, on his couch because he didn't make himself available to play because of off the field stuff. I think that that's an area, a little bit of a gray area there, but quitting on a team. I mean, I understand. And you guys have a tough job. I get it. But, you know, like Uh T.O., Michael Irvin, you know, when you do things off the field that affects your team on the field, then I have to account for that. Yeah, and and I think you could make that same argument with Antonio yeah. Brown, right? That, that he's done stuff that has affected teams. So, I mean, it's it's down the road. Uh, I, I don't necessarily like to look at guys and and say, oh, he's a you know he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. There are a couple of guys who are, but remember now, we can only elect five modern era candidates every year. So unless you're Tom Brady, you know, or Aaron Rodgers, or you, you know, you name a, a few. Is JJ Watt a Hall of Famer today? I would think so. Yeah, okay. I would think so. Right. I mean, I can't guarantee you he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Um, I, I think I was a little bit surprised. Not su- yeah, a little bit surprised that say Jason Taylor and Brian Urlacher were first ballot Hall of Famers. But you know they got in. Uh, they they were going to get in eventually. I'm not saying that they weren't Hall of Famers, but when you start looking at that, I, I think where it's it's changed in recent years is that uh, there used to be this cue, right? Well, this guy's waited long yeah. enough. He's a Hall of Famer. <laughs> he deserves to get in, and and now it's just like pl- you know plug him in, get him in there now. What's the craziest argument you ever heard? Oh, when you're in the room. You know what? I, I don't know that I've heard anything. It's pretty it's pretty straightforward. It doesn't get heated? Oh yeah, it gets heated. Dan, my first year on, I I made the case for uh Terrell Owens. And it got heated. It got heated to the point that some of my friends were in that room were coming up to me afterward and like saying, Hey, sorry about that. <laughs> so I'm like I don't you can't take it personally, but oh no, it, it, it gets heated, but it gets, it, last year, I don't think it got heated at all. It, it's kind of what you're talking about. It's those kind of polarizing candidates where people really take a stand one way or the other, but f- through most of it, you can kind of, you know, last year, I don't know that there was any negativity in that room. It was just that, hey, you know, this guy's great, but we like this guy better. I mean, th- there was, I, I don't recall anyone just going after a candidate last year or even the last couple of years. So most of it is, is very positive because all the guys in that room are there for a reason. Julian Edelman. That's a tough one. I, I don't know. I, I think that that one, that one might take a while. I just don't know that he's had the, the, uh, you know, the, the, the career, the regular season career, the numbers, I mean, if you look at the postseason. But has somebody um, ever gone into the Hall of Fame and not been a Pro Bowl player? Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. Would yeah, you so rather I, have Julian Edelman's career or Calvin Johnson? 
I don't know who made more money. Calvin Johnson did. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you take that. No, I mean, I, I think probably Calvin Johnson and he's up, uh, I believe this year he's, he's a, uh, he, a first ballot candidate yeah. this year, but he's a tough one too, because you know, when you get into like, I, I thought Patrick Willis, had a strong case to at least be in the top 15 his mm-hmm. first year. I mean, basically every year he played in the league, he was a, he was an all pro player. He was a pro bowl player. He didn't even make it into the top 15 his first year. So, you know, th- then you start talking about Luke Keekley. you know, Luke Keekley and, and Patrick Willis, there's not a whole lot to, to separate those two. And I would put Calvin Johnson in that same category where for a short period of time, very, very dominant. And along those lines, Tony Baselli. I mean, Tony Baselli's shorter career is probably even than those guys, but you're talking about a premium position, left tackle. Those guys are hard to find. You know, it seems like more guards are in than tackles because guards can stay in that position and play and be in the Pro Bowl 12 years. Uh, a left tackle, but those guys are, are so difficult to find that if you can get a guy playing at a high, high level for four, five, six years, uh, you, you really have to consider him for the Hall of Fame. Philip Rivers? I think so. Yeah. I think eventually, again, okay. you know, can't say first ballot, but I would say that there are so many guys and we could tick through. I was just thinking the other day about all the tight ends that are out there and, 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 you know, guys who are in that, that queue, right. Or guys who are going to be coming through there, but what's the, thing the toughest to position mind, though, Matt, when you look at as a voter, the toughest position to assess now with today's numbers and who is a hall of famer and who's not. Well, I do think wide receiver is getting more difficult. I think that the the most difficult, I think, positions to assess are kind of the grunt work positions. You know, how do you how do you grade a guard? You know, a center, a left tackle, a right tackle. Um, how about the defensive tackles? I mean, it's so much are is put onto sacks if you're a defensive lineman. Well, you can definitely be a Hall of Fame player and not have 100 sacks. And, and so those are the positions where you, you can't you can't compare apples to apples. Uh, th- that makes it difficult. Then when you start comparing different guys at different positions to those grunt work guys who you don't have a stat for, that that's where it becomes really difficult. Yeah, I figured running back because it used to be you got to 10,000 yards and you became a Hall of Famer. Uh, now, you know, we have these hybrids. I, I, I thought Fred Taylor might be a Hall of Famer. I thought Ricky Waters deserved to be in the Hall of Fame. Ricky Waters was sort of the forerunner to what is today's running back now. He was a great pass catcher, ran for, you know, Tiki Barber on the cusp there as mm-hmm. well. But I, I don't know how to assess those numbers or how we'll assess those numbers at running back in the, uh, the coming years. Yeah. And of course, you know, I I cover the 49ers. So people hear, you know, Roger Craig, you know, why isn't he in the hall of fame? You know, he was, he was a finalist with the blue ribbon committee last year as they kind of expanded the hall of fame class. But I mean, talking about a guy there that, that played fullback, played halfback, caught passes out of the backfield. And he was kind of the guy that enabled Bill Walsh to do everything he wanted from that offense. So yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a, it's very difficult. Um, and and I have my one vote, and and you, you throw it in there, and you see what comes out the other side. Uh, we appreciate you getting up and uh, sharing this information with us, Matt. Have fun tonight, and uh, we hope to have you on again. Thank you very much. All right, Dan. I appreciate it. Thank you. Matt Mayoko. He's 49ers insider, NBC Sports Bay Area. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern, or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. 
Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Or stream us live on the Peacock app. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The Knicks anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of Knicks' biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super-comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brian Flores is the Miami Dolphins head coach. And there was a report a couple of days ago from Adam Schefter that the Dolphins went to Tua Tonga-Vailoa early, earlier than expected, because it's basically an audition to see if they end up, you know, the Texans draft pick is a high draft pick and they could take a quarterback, a Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, then they want to know what they have in Tua Tonga-Vailoa. Brian Flores had this to say, I don't know how someone close to the Dolphins thinking could say this is a 10-game audition for Tua. I don't know who put that out there. But that's what Adam Schefter was reporting, that you have the Dolphins with the Texans' first-round pick 
And right now that pick looks to be very high. And would they take a quarterback? I would think that you're going to know who Tua Tonga-Bailoa is after 10 games. But I don't think this should be a referendum on is he your future or not. You tanked for Tua, or at least the impression was you were tanking for Tua. You ended up getting him because Tua slipped a little bit further. But Adam Schefter reported it that uh, you know they were. This was basically an audition, and he and he put it out that uh, you know took he, Tua took the field for the first time in his career. It's basically they want to know if they have a franchise quarterback already. He's only played one game. Now, it wasn't a good game, but it's one game against the Rams. I'd like to see a little bit more there with Tua. I understand we want to know what we have in our quarterbacks, like the Chargers know with Justin Herbert, the Bengals know with Joe Burrow. It's going to be at least another year or two for Jordan Love and Green Bay, but Tua's already on the clock. Felt strong, but look, I trust Shefty with his information. But if you say that you got the Texans pick and it's the fifth pick overall and Trey Lance is there or the BYU quarterback Wilson or Kyle Trask from uh, Florida, I don't think you're going to go, that's our guy. We're going to give up on Tua. Yeah, Paul. That's a lot of names we're throwing out there as of right now, possible first rounders. I think we're up to like five with Lance. I I think there's going to be five quarterbacks taken in the first round. At least, I mean, this is so early right now, but I think you're going to have at least three in the top ten, maybe four, but it's still early in the process, obviously. Yeah, McClellan. I asked this before. Is is it because the quarterbacks are so good or just there's so much demand for quarterbacks this offseason? Well, I think the quarterbacks are far more ready than they've ever been when you think about the NFL and going from college where guys were staying four years in college and then going in. But this is about the financial aspect of it because – You bring in a quarterback, if you make a mistake, it's not a big deal. You know, Sam Bradford got $50 million. These guys were getting paid before they played, which I don't know how they, you know, these front office and owners allowed this to happen. It was backwards. You were paying somebody all this money, adding more pressure to them, and if they were a bust, they really hurt you for a long time. Now, I take a quarterback, A, didn't work out. We move on. If you take a quarterback in the top five, that's different. If I take somebody at the end of the first round, if I, if I, you know, Trey Lance, you know, the Packers went in with Jordan Love. All right, if it doesn't work out, the reason why we'll focus on it is because you didn't get somebody to help Aaron Rodgers now. But if Jordan Love is not a franchise quarterback in three years, I, I wouldn't be surprised either way. He's going to be able to back up you know, Aaron Rodgers, they saw something, then they, it was really important for them to go up and get him. Okay. But Tua Tonga-Vailoa, after one game, seven games, ten games, I'd like, to, I'd like to have a larger sample size than that, especially considering the injury he came back from 11 months ago. Yeah, Paul. Doesn't it feel also like the days of a quarterback sitting are just about over? Mahomes sat, and only because, you know, the quarterback they had – was high end. You know, the Chiefs had a high end quarterback. The only reason Jordan Love is sitting because they have a, you know, top three quarterback. But Joe Burrow, there wasn't really even a question. And Tua, they had they had pretty decent starting quarterback this year who kept them competitive. That wasn't enough to keep them on the bench. I think they wanted to find out what they had in Tua, but I don't know if that meant, boy, he didn't look that good or he's a little shaky. 
you know what? We're in the market for a quarterback. I think the surprising part was Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing well, well enough to keep the job, but they wanted to see what they have with Tua. And if you get Fitzpatrick, who wins you know, three or four games in a row, now you're in the playoff hunt. Do you, do you, do you put Tua in then? And I think that might have been the reason why they wanted to put him in and see what they had now. But you would think they'd want to make the playoffs, and it feels like they would be a, a better chances for making the playoffs with Ryan Fitzpatrick this year. But I want to see what Tua does when he's comfortable and, uh, you know, just moving around, just getting back out there. But if Adam Schefter is reporting it, then, you know, obviously he had somebody inside there who was telling him that, and uh, Brian Flores didn't agree with it. Okay. Fine. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash with Amex. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection, and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. 